Welcome to the Brown and Balanced Podcast. I'm your host, DeAsia. And I'm your girl, Stephanie. And this podcast was created to provide a safe space and have healthy conversations. Where we expose you to our friendship of 16 years and we balance motherhood, friendships, and becoming entrepreneurs. Thank you for listening to the show. Back to execution time. What's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Brown and Balanced Podcast. I am your host <laughs> with the most... Let me stop. DeAsia. <laughs> and I'm your host, Stephanie. And we're just welcoming you and tuning back into another episode with us. So you know mm-hmm. how we are. We're going to start our mental check-ins. So how was your week, DeAsia? After mental check-ins, we need like something to add in there when we edit it. Like, bum 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 bum. I don't know. I know. I'm being so extra. How was my week? How was my week? It was interesting. I know y'all probably get so tired of me saying, like, my week was so long. It really do be long. Um, a lot of little little things I had to do this week. Just trying to make sure that I showed up for people, showing up for myself. Y'all ain't gonna lie, kind of your girl kind of fell off with a little workout journey, but I'm but I'm back. I worked out the other day, baby. Let me tell you, I barely, barely, barely could get through it. I hate that too. Like when you fall off and then you got to transition back into it because it'd be so hard and you get discouraged too. But that kind of brings me to a point though. No matter how many times you fall, you can get back up again, get back up again, get back up again. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. So yeah, when you fall down, you can get back up again. Uh, Kind of like my little advice for y'all though. Like no matter what journey you're on, like if you feel discouraged if you feel like you're not doing enough like just just remember that that's part of the journey that's the beauty in the journey is that it's not always gonna be easy but you can you can transition and get back into it um nothing too exciting um we still working on this merch you know these samples to come back so we can start getting that stuff ready for y'all and uh putting in the ground with these episodes so take it away well my week was I, you know what? I started off my week with a mental day. So I had called off work on Monday. I called off on Monday because I was just like, you know what? I done gave a lot of myself to everybody this whole entire week. Facts. I was like, this whole weekend, I said I was out of my comfort zone. I was like, I needed to uh, reset myself. I no needed fact. to just take a day to myself to be like, you know what, Stephanie? Calm your mind. Mm-hmm. Just relax. Just take this day and just call it what it is. And I did. And I laid my ass back down in bed. Text my little boss like, mm, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, um, that's kind of crazy that you just said that you uh, took you a good like little mental health day. Um, I haven't did that in a minute. But I, we we just skipped over so much stuff. What? Well, she just said she got out of her comfort zone. So, oh guys, we are in a book club. And our book club be lit. Okay. I feel like when people think about book clubs, they always think like old ladies or like older women. But no, I feel like we are definitely uh, shifting the culture with yeah. uh, black excellence. No, it was it was a beautiful it was a vibe. Site for real. Yeah, it was so nice in there. Everybody had on like the same colors. Uh, we finna start on our new book. So no, it was it was really a vibe. No, everybody was nice. Like it, it's nice to be around nice women who's actually mm-hmm. doing something for themselves. You know what I mean? Like who's yeah got everything going on like they all these accomplishments yeah 
Yeah, it was it was some pretty powerful women in the room. Like everybody black girl is doing magic. Okay. Yeah, black girl magic <laughs> at its finest. Like everybody is doing their own thing and their own lane. It wasn't no jealousy. It's never no competition. We agree to disagree. It's never no arguments. We allow each other to just be our full selves, you know, unapologetically. So I love that for me. And you're welcome, <laughs> Stephanie, <laughs> because I bought her to the gang gang. You know what? It's just because I don't like feeling like I'm burdening someone or like you know like tagging along or Mm -hmm. i don't know intervening i don't know intruding whatever that's the thing you're not intruding it's a open space i think that's the problem though it's it and it it has something to do with your previous probably experiences with other women and like friendships and stuff like when you went in you know the vibe wasn't comforting or welcoming or you felt like you couldn't be yourself but see that's 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 why i live tomorrow (laughs) <laughs> that's why I love where we at. You know, and I, that's because we're changing. We talk that. about we all the time. That. You know, that's one of my little self reflections I have for myself is just being more open. You know, to accepting mm-hmm. help. You know, that mm-hmm. comes my way, or friendships that come my way, or new relationships that come my way, like new experiences. Like I'm open to everything because I'm like I don't want to be closed minded. Right. Like, I don't want to be stuck in like put myself in like a little box where I get stuck doing the same thing like a robot. Like I'm routine now. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to do that. I don't want to be like that. Like, no. Like mm-hmm. how how am I going to expect to grow if I'm doing the same thing? Exactly. You're not going to grow. You're going to continue to stay stagnant. And um, I, don't I think I it. talked about that before, though. Like when I made my vision board. Um, on my vision board, I, I don't know if I said this on the podcast or not, but a picture that I got on my vision board is like a big old group of women, and they are like in this uh, prayer circle. Is more than just the image itself, but the vision that I have for myself and my friendships is really just making sure that I'm surrounded around women that are women of faith, for one, um, women that look like me, and women that's just going to pour into each other. And like I said, everybody is in their own lane. There's no jealousy. There's no competition. If anything, it's all about collaborating together. So I'm really, I'm really proud of like the little friend group and the circle that I got. It's been really beautiful. Uh, one of my other friends, shout out to her. Um, you know who you are, girl. <laughs> my friend, um, she just had a bridal um, engagement this past weekend. And man, let me just tell y'all, that was so freaking beautiful to see. Just like looking at black love, like, cause I, I didn't grow up seeing that. So just seeing that within my friend group, it just makes me really excited, you know, for them in the journey that they on. I think black love is beautiful. They really been putting in the work for their relationship. So shout out to y'all. Yeah, that is beautiful. I love love. <laughs> I do. I love love. It make me feel like I ain't even got like I don't even have nobody, but it's still just it make me it make me be hopeful. Excite, you know? Excited for your you, day. Yes, you be yeah, excited like oh my time is finna come. But that's how it is though because when you around that type of energy, everything that's good that's happening to them, it's just gonna come full circle. You know, like all that good energy you're attracted to yourself. So I don't know. They it was some type of saying like you know how they say um oh my god. Every what? time I get ready to say something, I forget my thought. What do they say? Mom brain, girl. Man, that's that girl, mommy you brain. Got a mom brain. I was about to say, um, oh my God, I hate when I do Ooh, that. You talk about me, you got ADHD too. <laughs> I think you I talk do. About me. I think my thoughts be going so fast in my head, see, and then I be losing see, what I be about to say. That's how I am. Jesus. And you always be like, oh my God, you can never stay on one topic because it's I'll be something about uh, a lot of stuff. It's something about flocking together. Who's you what is saying? that saying? It's something about the people that you're around. Birds that flock together. Yes. What is it? Birds that flock together stay together. 
Something like that. Something like that. I don't know. Okay, but anyway, what I was trying to say about the birds flocking together is like the friend group kind of like flocking together. Like when you around other people that's, you know, married or doing good, like it just inspires you. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, if you around somebody that's doing something bad or just like a bad influence, it's going to influence you. I hope that makes sense. What I'm trying to say. I think you're just trying to say like energy transfer. Yeah. Kind of. Or just, or just being mindful that... or just being mindful of, like, the company that you keep. Like, if you're around certain things and then you're like, oh, why this going like this, that, and the third? It's because of, like you said, the energy that you keep. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I got what you were saying. Y'all, some, somebody put it in the comment. Whatever yeah, that saying I- is. Grandma's just said it. Birds that flock together, <laughs> rock together. It's something like that. I don't, I don't know. It's something like that. <laughs> I- I'm sorry, y'all. I was trying to convey it. I know it. it, it that don't make no, no damn sense. You're like, girl, what did you no, talking we, about? We appreciate you. We appreciate you. We Speaking do. of mommy brains, I'm just going to go ahead and just transition oh, oh. and get off of that. I'm just about to get off of it. You said your next subject, Next please. subject, please. <laughs> They're like, girl, where's you going with Deja, this? Please. Please, don't log out of this episode. <laughs> Rock with us. Keep, stay with us. I don't want y'all to be like, what the hell is they talking about? Bye, next. Okay, but we wanted to transition back into a part two of the journey of motherhood. We felt like that conversation was so necessary. It was so many things that we didn't get the opportunity to talk about. So I really hope that y'all got the opportunity to listen to that episode and that y'all was rocking with it because I felt like that that, that conversation was necessary and we definitely want to keep the conversation going. So I'm going to pass the baton to my friend here. So, one of the key topics I wanted to bring up or shed a little bit more light on. I know we talk about it. People know about it. But a lot of people don't know how to recognize it in their friends or family. Ooh. It's postpartum depression. Postpartum depression. I feel like that is a serious topic and it looks like so many different things for so many different people. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody can still be smiling and having a grand old time outside. Yeah. But the inside is broken. And I feel like a lot of people will notice it, but don't recognize it. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, oh, I know about it. Mm-hmm. I can educate myself about it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I know this person probably needs help, this and the third. But how are you helping this person? How are you doing this? And I feel like a lot of it is left to the mom to try to dig herself out. To try to get herself out of that dark hole or whatever that's consuming her. Whatever energy, negative thoughts suicidal thoughts like self-harming thoughts like anything and i just feel like it's it's a lot and i feel like postpartum depression is something that can come and go in waves where it's not it may not officially ever leave sometimes and that's just something that's okay that you're not gonna be okay at all times i feel like i've had my fair share of postpartum depression after i had my daughter i mean even before you know, just with, like, your own negative thoughts, you know. For me, it was more so, like, those self-sabotaging with being coming a new parent of, oh, am I am I going to be good at this? Like, what if I'm terrible at this? Like, what if, like, I don't know what I'm doing. There's no guidebook, you know, to parenting. Just because what works for your friend or your mom or what works for this don't mean it's going to work for you or your kid. Like, everybody's kid is different. So, like, when people be like, oh, my kid never did that, I'll be like, well, your kid ain't my kid. So, yeah. let's talk about it. I mean, Deasia, have you ever 
felt like you was going through postpartum depression or have you overcame postpartum depression? Absolutely. And I was about to have a Kanye moment and I'm about to go right back into postpartum depression. I didn't thought about oh. the damn quote. Birds of a flat feather flock, flock together. together. Jesus. You, you've been waiting to say this? I was waiting for that. I was about to. I, I was, was definitely Thank you about for to, giving me my spotlight. Okay. Yes, I, feel I was like going to have okay, a little Kanye moment. Okay. Like, I don't mean to interrupt you, but Beyonce had the best. Okay, you was about to cut me off like Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was, um, I like the way that you had introduced that. But, yeah, I think that a lot of people don't recognize uh, postpartum because a lot of people are just ignorant to it. You know, just meaning that they don't have a lot of knowledge about it or they never experienced it themselves, especially women or, or men for sure. Like, they definitely can't even tell the difference. Um... When I first had my daughter, I did experience postpartum depression. I didn't even know that it was postpartum depression, though, until I started doing, like, my own research about it. Uh, For me, after I had Nyla, I felt so alone, and I felt neglected. Like, although I just brought this beautiful baby into the world, I just felt like nobody cared about me. Nobody cared about my feelings, my thoughts, my experience. I had to have an emergency C-section. And I felt like all of the attention was going to my daughter. Like, oh my gosh, she's so beautiful. Oh my God, how's the baby? You know, every time I talk to someone, how's she mm. doing? What's going on with her? And I'm like, hello, acknowledge me. I'm the mother. I just had to carry this baby for mm. nine months. I almost died having this this baby. Like, nobody cares about how I'm feeling or, you know, how I'm doing. I remember the, um, the f- second day after coming home, um, her dad had to go back to work. He didn't He didn't get much time off of work. I'm trying to remember. No, no, no. He was there. I'm lying. I'm sorry. He was there, but he was not in, um at the house at the time. This was like my first day to like really actually like take a shower. I remember my baby was asleep and I got ready to take a shower and we had this, this big old bathroom like with this huge mirror. I got ready to take off my clothes and I looked at my body in the mirror and I immediately had a breakdown in the bathroom. Like I sat in the corner and I never cried like that before. Because I just, I felt so insecure about myself. I felt so ugly. You know, I had the, the the extra little weight on me that I never had before. Like, I always was like a small, petite girl. And that was like the most I've ever, like, weight I've ever had on me. And I just remember just being in that bathroom and I just, I just started crying. And I, I just didn't like the way that I felt about myself. I immediately felt insecure. I felt like I wasn't good enough. Then I started, you know, like you said, having that self-sabotage. Like, am I going to be a good mom? Am I selfish for feeling the way that I do? For feeling like nobody cares about me? And, you know, only caring about the baby? And I just remember just, just being sad, you know, for a long time. And just recently I had this conversation with her dad. And we were talking about it, you know, like how men don't see it or acknowledge it and I told him the same story and he just apologized to me like I'm so sorry you know I never thought about it like that I've never seen it that way I didn't even notice that you were going through that so I apologize as being your partner at the time for not seeing you you know or helping you through that I'm like it's okay because a lot of people just don't even know that you know women are experiencing it so that's why we think that this conversation is necessary because if you notice that someone is not being there you know normal so I mean after you have a baby mom's change but if you notice that that person light is gone or, you know, they're quiet or, you know, they're off to themselves, it's okay to do those mental check-ins. That's why we do that on this podcast, just asking someone how they're feeling, you know, especially after having a baby. Having a baby is a high-risk thing. Like, you could lose your life, you know, just to give life. 
So I think it's important for people to just do their own research about postpartum depression because it does look different for everyone. Some people go through the feelings of they be mad. Some people don't even like their kids. They want to they wanna harm the babies. You know, it could get to that point. If it's not acknowledged, you know, within enough time or there's no diagnosis to help you control your emotions. But I feel like not even just the fact that, like, some people don't see it. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people who do see it don't know how to help. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they feel helpless themselves. Mm-hmm. Because I'm going to say in my experience, because I, I know I exp- I'm still, you know, still, like I say, it comes in waves. I feel like that's not something that just comes and goes just as easy, you know. I feel like in my experience, it was that type of selfish thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, of feeling like, damn, I just had my whole entire life to myself where I mm-hmm. can come and go as I please, do as I please. And now I have to be responsible for another tiny human. And <laughs> and it's and it's sad to say, and it's like you, it makes you feel even worse, you know, because you have these self-inflicting thoughts on yourself, you know, like, damn. Why am I even thinking like that? Like, this is my child. I should love her. Like, I, you know, and I do. I truly do. But it was just like, I felt like it happened so fast. Like, I was not the same person, like, 24 hours ago after before I had this baby. Like, and it's like your whole priorities shift. So things that used to matter to you don't matter no more. Because now you have somebody else to, to think about. Now you can't be selfish. Now you have to put this person first. So, like, I get what Deja was saying about feeling alone and feeling like nobody, everybody was just calling about the baby. Like, I remember I had my daughter and I was still in the hospital and I was in the hospital for like almost a week. And because I had high blood pressure, you know, I had real bad preeclampsia. Which is one of the, one of the high risks yeah. that comes with having a child. I experienced preeclampsia yeah. as well. And it... it catheter like all types Imagine of just saying if it's not treated you know you can have a stroke from that you could die yeah. from that if it's not treated and a lot of people don't even notice that they have high blood pressure i thought it was normal like yeah. everything i was experiencing i thought that sh- that shit was normal no a lot of it is due to high stress yeah and i understand i was, I was stressed I, I worked my entire pregnancy so i know i was stressed like i was y'all already know my story i was very very after that's what I'm saying. Like, it was no break. It was no time off to really focus on me to enjoy my pregnancy at all. Mm-hmm. You know, I just felt like I was just going through it and not going through it. You feel me? Like, yeah, I was pregnant. The actual act of being pregnant. But going through a pregnancy, like, I felt like I didn't get to enjoy it. <laughs> Plus, I had gestational diabetes. So, I was on all these type of strict diet restrictions and regimens and blood and yeah all this type of stuff so it was not fun (laughs) not not like yeah I look cute but (laughs) the actual going through it and you find out all the more complications you have with your body before you kind of like when you go to an auto shop and like you think you know what's wrong with your car then the mechanic's like also and you be like that ain't what I came here for that ain't what I came here so I said an oil change only but you need a new filter you need this nah nigga I know I need new windshield wipers I, I fucking know I'm fucking driving the car it's like that with motherhood <laughs> you just don't know but it's just like postpartum is hard like I feel like I resented my partner I, that's just being honest I felt like I did like I start feeling like damn was this supposed to happen like was mm. this really God's doing like did God do he do this and I start questioning in that and I feel like that's when I knew it was 
it was going too far. If I start questioning him, oh, I already know. I'm like, something, it's, it, something got to change. Like, I got to change the way I'm thinking. I got to change the way that I, I'm starting to feel because now it's impacting my faith. It's impacting everything around me because... Yeah, when you start having doubt and God... It, listen, yeah. it's, it's time to do it's a, hard. a check-in for sure. Listen, it's hard to, get to pull yourself out. It is sometimes. And because of how the type of person that I am, it's very hard for me to ask for help. And I guess it's because what we talk about, that assumption of me feeling like if people <clears> who really know me will see this change that they will recognize that I'm not myself but when nobody notices it or nobody you know comes to you you just feel like damn maybe don't nobody really know me don't nobody really care Mm -hmm. and that's when you start feeling alone that self-isolation where you just start distancing yourself from everybody around you like the same day I had my baby my mom told my aunt and like she literally was calling me non-stop like I'm still lying in the hospital bed like I literally just had her why are you calling me, bro? Mm-hmm. Like, I understand that you want to check on me, but with all due respect, allow somebody to heal, to recover. Allow somebody to reach out if they're in the mood to talk. I don't, you didn't even but know. But nobody that. ain't going to know if you're in the mood. You just said you feel alone or feel like nobody really knows you. And then the moment that somebody trying to check in, then you feeling like, dang, this is overwhelming. <laughs> well, I'm saying like in that very moment, it was yeah just in like, that moment. Yeah, I let just me, I just let had her like not even bit. like no for sure 24 hours no, ago, sure. and it's like I damn, that. like how you felt with about, all those text messages coming. Yeah, I had hella visitors, y'all. I started getting just how you felt, but that's how I'm saying. And like, I hate that I felt like that because it was like everybody just trying to show me love, but I was so tired and drained. If y'all don't know, now you know them nurses. They coming first of all. They be coming in here shift change every time seven to three, three to eleven. But you got people constantly coming in i want to check your vitals let me make sure let oh, me check the baby's the temperature baby. oh the baby needs to take a shot oh let me see if the baby has jaundice oh let me take the baby <laughs> to the NICU. oh let me make sure that she has this oh let me get you some extra diapers do you need this let me check your vitals again girl i am fine get me up out of here okay like i said i was in yeah, so the last somebody. thing you do is want to talk to somebody but I'm, what i was saying about being alone is they was calling the to ask about the baby, not about me. That's I was literally referencing the same thing you're saying yep. about feeling alone. Yep. Because it's like you could be in a room full of people baby? and still mm-hmm. feel alone in your mind. Mm-hmm. That's what I meant as far as like postpartum depression about that act. So it was just like I wasn't. I felt like I was. It was like an inner body, outer body experience. Like I didn't mm-hmm. feel like me. Yeah, you don't feel like you're like in control. You like your you said, you don't recognize either, yourself. Your emotions. You know, nothing mm-hmm. is in your control no more. Like everything you do is up to this up to this little human now <laughs> literally oh, yeah. every every decision you make is like okay now you can't just up and get a new job now you can't just up and do this and do oh, this man. like you need what to have insurance you need to have this you need to have this this and the third and it's yeah. like it, it never everything ends. that you didn't think about before you you have to force yourself to think about like and the you stuff you took like, like, and the, the stuff insurance. you took for granted like sleeping mm-hmm. girl what I I never knew what sleep is, y'all. I've been on the ground. I girl, still don't know what sleep is. I feel but. like I have not slept since. Like, like an actual really good night rest. Like, I feel like I'm always, like, because you're always on mommy duty. And that's when that mom guilt come in because you don't feel like you're giving yourself enough time to recover or just enough time to yourself. Mm-hmm. That mommy guilt is real because now I feel like I'm not being more, not attentive enough or not affectionate enough because I'm exhausted or I'm tired or I'm irritable or stressed out from work. Like... Now I feel like I'm not present enough. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's all rolled into like that postpartum depression because you start 
self-sabotaging yourself by feeling like you're not a good mom but how do we get out of that thankfully i have overcome that i'm I'm, just trying to make sure how did you overcome it well for one i try to make sure that i go to my support system my support system at least for me is my grandma like we talk a lot and i just had to make sure that i took better care of myself i had to it's funny we were talking about this like in a book club a young lady has said it's important for you to like start romanticizing your life and um that's something that I had just took with me and I felt like in order to get myself out of that I had to make sure that I start showing up for myself better so not feeling guilty for wanting some time for myself because a healthy mom will create a healthy environment for the baby So I had to get back into, you know, things that I like doing, which was writing for me. But I think it's important for women to find what they like to do, you know, like rediscovering yourself again, because you are going to change once you have a baby. But you can't sit there and just sit in that dark space. Yes, I know it's hard to do. But if you don't have a safe space, you don't have family or friends or your partner to talk to. That is that's why it's necessary for people to get the help that they need. Um. Medication is not always like my first option for people because I know that it comes with a lot of different causes and effects. But I know people who have dealt with postpartum depression and medication has helped them, you know, just to kind of get their emotions under control so they can show up as a healthier version, you know, for themselves. So I I definitely encourage that. Like changing your diet. Yeah, just 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 changing everything around you, though, like everything that makes you feel that way. Just making sure that you are, you know, um making a task list of that like why why are you feeling like this or what time of the day do you start feeling like that or every time i go in this bathroom i feel sad you know from looking at myself i never just, thought about time yeah. yet though i never thought about that oh yeah because like, i feel because i feel like it just hits you out of nowhere sometimes uh, you know like so i think it's important just for people to just take tasks of that like dang every time i do this i start feeling like that or every mm. time my kids start crying you know i start feeling like this like just kind of like like seeing a pattern yeah like that, seeing a pattern of it. Yeah, because because it be coming to you on okay. and off so i think it's important for people to just kind of take the time to really just pay attention to how your day is flowing mm-hmm. and how you feel in those moments and the moment that you feel like that okay i gotta read you know oh direct this um energy and do something that's gonna make me feel better whether that's breathing for two seconds whether that's going outside going for a walk a 10 minute workout anything that's just gonna make you feel better calling your mama calling your best friend something that's just gonna bring you out of that something that's gonna make you laugh anything you know you because you have to rediscover yourself and you don't have to feel selfish for one time for yourself because you have to have time for yourself. Yeah. If your child sees you sad, they're going to pick up on that energy and be sad. If your child sees you be mad all the time or angry, now your child is, you know, picking up on that energy. Oh, why is this baby fussy? Or why is my kid showing out in school or doing this, that, and that? Because of the energy at home. No, I understand it. But I do feel bad for, like, us when we do have to fake it sometimes. Like, mm-hmm. when you do have to fake it to, you know, to you make mm-hmm. it, you know, oh, especially yeah. in front of your kids. I think we all have done that, yeah. Because it's we like, sometimes you may not always be okay, but, like, you still got to put, you know, put mm-hmm. on that good face for your kids, like you said. Yeah. Because you don't want them to know. Yeah, that's true. You don't that's want true. them to feel it. Like you said, yeah. they're little sponges. They pick up on anything. Like They, they do. They receive it. I think, well, I'm grateful that my daughter is at the age that she's at now where she can understand and I can have conversations with her because she definitely can pick up on my mood and my energy and stuff. And I just be honest with her. Like, I'm sorry. You know, like, I'm tired, Nyla. Like, mommy is tired today or I'm feeling like this. 
And she'll just try to help make me feel better. Like, okay, do you want me to do this for you? Do you want this to eat today? Like, you know, she just started asking me. She noticed the stuff that I like to do that's going to make me feel better. Like, okay, mom, that's we should cute. go to this restaurant. Or we should go do Texas this. Texas Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. Yes, Texas <laughs> Roadhouse for sure. She know them roads going to make both of us feel better. Like, okay, like if, um, mom, let's go to Target. I don't know. Like, she just, she just know me. So when I tell her I'm not feeling good, she acknowledges that just like how I acknowledge her feelings when she's not feeling good. So I think it's important to create that safe space with your kids, too. And just it's okay to to tell them that you're not okay. But I think that is that is an important point that you bring up. It's like finding something that is going to help bring yourself out of Mm -hmm. and keep it. it, it, It could be something like super small. Like for me, I know for you, you said it's writing. For me, it's, it's drawing or painting. Like, that. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know why, and this sounds so crazy to say, but I feel like my best artwork is when I was my saddest. Mm. <laughs> like, and I don't That's know. That's an artist for you. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if it's just, like, because I, <clears throat> you know, you kind of throw everything into it. You know what I mean? Like, I put, like, everything that I was feeling or my thoughts just into. Just being Picasso. Into being, no, <laughs> just, like, into focusing on something else other than myself. Yeah. Oh, music helps me too. I'm not gonna lie. Like some I good can't say music, music because I'm a I'm I, one of those I'm people that say music. I'ma say I'm a I listen to sad music to make me more sad. That's no. why I'm like, no. Yeah, that's why that's why yeah, that's no. why music is not always the best thing to know because uh music got spirits in it too. Ooh. Who the heck wanna be more sad about Ooh, listening say, to oh, sad No, do. it's the truth. No, it's I know. the truth. It's the truth. I know. That's what's scary though. Yeah, that's that's the truth. Like you don't wanna listen to something that's gonna make you more sadder and make you more depressed. Me, but literally yeah on some like toxic shit like yeah, why am nah, i doing that i want to be toxic and then it's like when i, I ain't like if i wanted to cry in that moment and like mm-hmm. that song ain't hit me the way it was supposed to hit me then i'm like you gotta play bring a sadder song yeah i yeah. gotta hit nah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah that's that lucifer spirit you know he was the dang no on. but if i Angel listen if music. i start if i put on gospel i'm i'm hurt hurt like mm-hmm. i'm hurt and i need like some why do we up. do that though like why do everybody wait until they get into their saddest moments to start listening to gospel music? because that's I when your face that's, that's when your face like your your faith is like questioned the most mm-hmm I think that should just be a part of like our daily routine though should is be. to always praise god like why do people like neglect him and then come back to him like when they sad or like when they going through not saying i haven't done that but i'm just saying us sometimes uh, like as people and that sounds sad See, to say, that's why i'm like i gotta so i just try to include him in everything i do right. ain't no excuse for me not to have no time for him as much as time as he make for us like think about it like this it's like a relationship you're gonna be so mad if your dude don't call you back, if he don't text you, if he go days without talking to you, you won't do hey, bro. Why you ain't calling me? Why you ain't text me? Oh, he's neglecting me. He went out. How you think God feel every time we do that? Like, oh, now you want to come back? Oh, somebody pissed you off today? Oh, that dude that you was on the neck about? Oh, now you want to come to me? Now you want to cry and praise and worship? And what he do? He just forgive us again. He be like, it's okay, little baby. <laughs> I mean, but, That's everybody's, what's so but everybody's yeah, journey is different. God. But just because some people's faith is not like out loud, like other people's, don't mean that they don't have faith. It just means that sometimes they have to prioritize different things at different times. I mean, I don't be no, I don't say nothing about he people. orders our footsteps. That's why I was saying, no, like, I think I when get you that. include him in your daily, when you do go through those moments of, you know, you know, questioning it. You're going to be so into him and it's going to be so a part of your routine that when you don't come to him, you ain't even going to feel right. 
You're going to be like, oh, no, there's no way I can go through this day. I ain't talk to God today. I ain't pray today. I ain't worship. Or I ain't listen to my, you know what I'm saying, like favorite gospel song. I know it looks different. And yeah. I'm not saying out loud, like, go out in the world and say, hey, I'm <laughs> God. I got faith. No, no, no. Because it's all about what you do behind closed doors. Right. Nobody cares what somebody do in the front. You know, God don't even care about that either. Like, you can go out all day long. That's like a pastor say, oh, do this, that, and the third. Nobody cares about what that pastor is saying, like, on Sunday. Like, as far as him, you know, preaching to the choir and saying, do this, that, and the third. Sir, what do you do when nobody's watching you behind closed doors? What do you do? How are you living your life? What is your relationship with God? That's the most important thing. I wasn't trying to make this, this conversation like this, but when I do, I just, I don't know, I go deep. I say that all the time. Sorry, y'all. I mean, I understand. That's your faith. Like I said, like everybody looks different. And it does. What people got time for, what they feel like they don't have time for, you know, it's up to them. Mm-hmm. Right. So you got to make the time. Just like you make time for people, you got to make time for God. Ain't no excuse for that. He made time for us. He do it every time. After we didn't neglect him. That's all I'm saying. Like we didn't neglect him and then we'll be like, oh, I want to go to church now. Or, oh, I feel sad. Like, okay. The door is always opening you to do that, but at some point you got to change the pattern and show up for him how he show up for us. <clears throat> but I think like the most important part to take from this conversation is mm-hmm. to find something that you guys are passionate about for sure to help bring yourself out of. Like I want to really back in just because I know mm-hmm. I feel like we got a little off topic, so we apologize. But with Deja with writing, listening to music or gospel music or her faith and praying, you know, as a prayer warrior. You know, we all have different things on what helps us mm-hmm. get through our days. Different outlets. Yeah, yeah. you know, like... You just gotta find what make you happy. Exactly. And everybody's can be different. It could be... Mm-hmm. It could be drawing. It could be listening to music. It, it could be, be silent design. car drives. It could be crocheting. Like, if mm-hmm. you like to sew, girl, exactly. do your thing. Right. Like, you like to make some wigs. You like to do your makeup. Like, just get back into exactly. you. Don't forget about yourself in the it's, process. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. That's doing your self-reflection to figure out, like, mm-hmm. okay, how can I get to finding who I am now? Mm-hmm. Because... Before, you're not the same person once you become a mom. You're not. Yeah. No, you're not. You're you know what change. I mean? You do. And it's okay to change. It's just you have to start seeing yourself and who you are in that very moment now, mm-hmm. in that new reality. Because mm-hmm. that old reality that we keep trying to get back to is mm-hmm. not going to work because that's not who we are no more. Right. Like, now you can't even imagine your life without your child. So it's right. like, how can you imagine your old self? Exactly. <laughs> like, and it's like, why are you trying to fit your old self into this new life? Exactly. You know, that person does not exist anymore. And it's okay to let her go. Walk into the new her. You know, it's so many but things that's, that's waiting that's on the other side That's self-discovering is yeah. to find out who you are now today as a yeah. mom, as a new you with a new body. Mm-hmm. You with a new mindset. You that's with what I'm a saying. New yeah, you're going to embrace new, those things. Because at first I didn't embrace it. I'm like, oh my God, like feeling, you know having all that insecurity about the extra weight, but I'm like, okay, I have the ability to change anything that I want. If I don't mm-hmm. like something about myself, I have the ability to change it. If I don't like my weight, okay, it's time to do, you know, some 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 uh digging. Okay, do I want to get a trainer? Do I want to try to start this journey by myself? Do um anything that you don't like about yourself, you have the ability to change. Okay, I feel lonely. I don't have no friends. Okay, find you some friends. Find you a supportive group. What are you interested in? There's a world, there's billions of people out there. And everybody has something in common with what you like to do. If you like to play freaking games, if that's Sims, they got a group for Sims. You like to play anime, they got a group for anime. Find you a group for people that, you know, that rock with you and what you like to do. It's, it's so many of them out there. If you like to make wigs, it's girls out it, there that, that, that do that. It's just funny she said that because I got an anime shirt on right now. Oh, yeah. We know she's an anime <laughs> fan, so I just threw that in there for 
a little weirdo. I'm just kidding, you guys. Yeah, she's playing y'all. We, we like. Stop playing in my face. Okay, because they they strong out here. Okay, yeah, they gonna come attack me. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. don't 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 mm-hmm. take her down in the comments, y'all. We okay. But it is just important though. So I feel like just us still talking about being a motherhood and like those things. Like I feel like if I can give some advice to someone who wants to be a, a parent or someone who is in the who is pregnant right now or just thinking about it in the future sense. I feel like the type of advice I would give you is know that you're not going to always have sunny days. But it's okay because what happens after the rain? A rainbow comes. So I just feel like it's okay not to be okay cuz we're not going to always make the right decisions. Right. And it's so you have to understand this. There is literally no right or wrong to how to parent. There's there's no rule book to tell you what you can and cannot do. It's really you just it's a trial and error. So just take it one day at a time. Like and everybody around you who went through parenthood who tries to give you advice, take it with a grain of salt. Cuz they not you and you not them. So figure out your niche and how you want to parent and what you feel like is right cuz you're you're the only person who's going to know what's best for your child. Mhm. You're the parent. So just keep that in mind. I like that you said that because I know it's a lot of people that might be listening that may be new moms or you may already be a mom. It's a journey. You're learning your child all the time. Like when people ask me about advice of like being a mom, I can I can tell you my experiences in the things that has worked for me all day long. But your child is probably totally different from mm-hmm. mine, you know, um, so I think that it's important, like you just said, to make sure that you take whatever advice that you can get and take it with a grain of salt. Um, because everybody experiences looks different. And every year that your child gets older, you're learning how to parent all over again. Like, I'm going to have a seven-year-old, so I have to learn how to have a seven-year-old. When mm-hmm. she turns 10, I have to learn how to have a 10-year-old. When she turns 13, I'm going to have to learn how to parent a freaking teenager. Like, I'm going through the journey with her of transitioning into school, teaching her about homework, learning what are your interests, what do you like, you know? And just making sure, I think the most important thing is when you become a mom, pay attention to your children and nurture their gifts. I pray over my daughter a lot, and I always ask God, God, reveal her purpose to me at a young age, like reveal it to me now so I can know how to nurture her gifts, her talents, you know, the things that she likes doing so I can show up for her the best way that I can. I'll never tell my daughter, oh, you can't do this. You can't do that. Or I don't have the time. I really just try to make sure that I pour into her. But as a mom, you got to pour into you first because you (laughs) will not be able to pour into your child until you do that because you're going to, you know, start self-sabotaging. You're going to start having that mom guilt. So it's important for you to Ooh, just make the time for yourself. Scary. And don't and don't be selfish about it. That is okay. You have to have that time for yourself. That's what's gonna make you better. Mm-hmm. You know, get around other mothers, you know, make that a thing. Like, okay, we're gonna do us a mommy annual trip or we're gonna have us some self care Saturdays or self care Sundays and you know, just put yourself around uh, other moms and y'all just all pour into each other so y'all can all show up as better moms, you know, for your children individually and as a collective because you definitely gonna need that village. It takes a strong village. We it can't do, do everything by ourselves. Everybody had not these expectations. Mom, no, sure. not a working mom. Not a working mom. No, we can't do it by ourselves. Everybody had these expectations that we just supposed to have like this 
freaking Superman, Superwoman cape on us, and we could just do everything. No, we get burnt out and we get and tired. Get so overwhelmed, you have to put yourself overstimulated. First. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. The expectations sometimes be too high. Like, look, I can't do everything. At some moment, I got to make sure that I choose me. Listen, oh, and it's okay to be fragile, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm trying to practice that right now with trying to enter into my soft era because I don't want to always have to be independent. I want to be able to collapse sometimes and my friends and family pick up the pieces or the slack. Mm-hmm. Like, I want people... That's to, what family and friends are supposed to be and for. And that's what I'm saying. Like, I want people... I want to mm-hmm. allow people to show up for me the way that I show up for them. Mm-hmm. You know, because... Like I said, we talked about in earlier episodes how it's very difficult for, you know, for me to ask for help or to accept mm-hmm. help, even, you know, even when it's offered to me. I'm always like, oh, no, I got it. I don't want to burden you. Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. take up too much. No. Yeah, it's burden them. Lay it all and, on and them. Exactly. And that's something that I'm Lay learning it on today. Them. Is, listen, I've been calling DeAsia a lot more lately. That is so fine with me. And mind you, for. and I literally kept saying, like, I'm so sorry. I keep calling you like. Lean on me. <laughs> When you're not strong. And she be so, listen, she be so kind to me, y'all. Like, she be like, it's okay, you can call me. I know Stephanie, I'm at work, but. I'll help you carry on. Listen, y'all. Y'all like my single voice? I could sing. I should have been on American Idol. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Constance. What, what was her Constance Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> what was her, um. What was it called? Unity. Uh, it was Freestyle Unity. Oh, freestyle. Girl, they need to have a concert. They I like to meet some Freestyle Unity. Tia be in the back. <laughs> Dog, you're saying. Oh, my God. That Off is funny. <laughs> we always do that. No, that's a good little segue to go ahead and close out this conversation. <laughs> I hope you guys got what you needed, though, um, talking about mommyhood. And if you are a mom, I just want to say that you're awesome. And it's okay to be flawed. It's okay to be unapologetic about how you feel, about you being tired, and just always make sure that you just show up for yourself and that you always do your best. Don't allow the world and other people to put these, you know, expectations on you and feel like you're not doing good enough. We see you. We always say that. We value you. And we just want to make sure that we take the time to, you know, tell you guys that it's okay to not be okay. And we love all our baby mamas out there. Yeah, and don't forget, if you guys have any unsolicited advice that you guys want to give us, because like I said, we're still in the learning process, too. We're learning with you. We're growing with you. Mm-hmm. We're still going through journeys just like you. Figure it out. That's what right. I'm saying, you know. We don't got motherhood down pat. We don't. I got it down pat just because so, I got a six-year-old. Leave us a comment in either on review or send us an email at brownandbalancepod at gmail.com, and then we'll see you guys in the next episode. Bye. Love you guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode.